The big four banks here in Australia are thinking in 2024, we're definitely getting rate cuts. But what I wanna focus on in this video is historically, when have we seen rate cuts actually occur after a rate hiking cycle? So we can start predicting maybe when we could possibly see rate cuts and how deep those rate cuts could actually be. So if you're interested in this sort of content, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now at the moment we have paused in Australia with interest rates for the last three months. Now we could possibly make that four months in a couple of weeks, but at this point it's all data dependent. If we start seeing inflation really pick up, then we could be open for more interest rate hikes. And the way that I want you to think about it is very similar to during the pandemic. If the government goes ahead and says, okay, we'll open up all the liquidity taps. We're gonna pump all this money into the system. All this liquidity goes through. You have asset prices increase. You have all these things go up in value and inflation really started from there. The reason why I was so bullish on real estate was because I couldn't justify how a government would spend so much money and then only at the last point to go, actually, you know what? We're gonna let the economy die. We're gonna let unemployment go through the roof. We're not gonna put any more money into the system. And that is when I knew that, yes, we're gonna see the biggest run up in prices because they had already done 75% of the mess. Imagine doing all of that money printing and then still have yourself fall into a big trap of a recession or depression. It wouldn't really make sense. They took the path that said, you know what? We're gonna have inflation probably in a couple of years, but let's focus on this problem now. So now if you fast forward to where we're at now, we've seen interest rates go up. Property prices really haven't come down. They've gone up in many areas, but we've seen the slowdown of the GDP. We've seen the slowdown of inflation and we've seen a little uptick in the unemployment rate. So if they've done 75 to 80% now, why would they turn around tomorrow and say, yeah, we should cut the rates? It would be counterintuitive. So having seen all the data that's been presented to us, I admit it's taking a lot longer than I thought personally to really deal with inflation. Now, have we really dealt with it, I'm not really sure, but neither is the RBA and that's why they're waiting on more data to come through before they can start cutting rates. So we're gonna jump through some graphs and look at historically when rates have actually cut from the point that they pause and what's happened with that relationship with property prices. But before we jump into that, let's take a look at what some of the big banks are predicting. We've got Bill Evans from Westpac who says that the highest the cash rate can go is 4.1%, which is where we're at at the moment. That would make the peak June 23. Then they believe that by the end of 2025, rates will be at 2.6%, which would be about 150 basis points drop from the current interest rate. So if your mortgage rate is 6.5%, you'll be down at 5%. If you're at 6%, you'll be down at 4.5%. Now that is a lot of savings and also increases your borrowing capacity by quite a bit. When you look at CBA, they're also predicting that 4.1 is the peak and they believe by the end of 24, we should be at 3.1%. Now they could both be right. One is giving a prediction by the end of 25, one is giving a prediction by the end of 24. Then we have NAB who suggests that maybe there is one more rate hike coming and they believe the cash rate will move in November 23, but then that would be it. And they believe by the end of 25, the rate will be at 3.1%. And finally, ANZ who say the peak rate has been achieved at 4.1% in June and they think that one cut of 25 basis points in late 24. So they've gone into the camp of saying, well, yeah, you know what? We're probably only gonna get a slight cut in 24 and that would be in line with the expectation that inflation is stickier than most things and unemployment hasn't gone through the roof and GDP hasn't fallen through the floor. Given how many companies are really struggling at the moment and how many people are actually struggling buying groceries and everyday goods, I think it could happen a lot sooner than that and I don't think that when we have a rate cut, it's gonna be as slow as just a 25 basis point cut. And you'll see exactly why I say this and with such confidence that every single time that we've gone up in terms of rate hikes, we've come down even faster. So I'm not saying that we've increased by 400 basis 
basis points over 18 months. We've got a drop by more than 400 basis points in less than 18 months. But what I'm saying is the rate at which we went up is very similar to the rate at which we go down. How low can we go? I don't know. So let's take a look at this graph, which is months between peak RBA cash rate and rate cuts over the past 50 years. So this would be at the point we've reached the peak. So in this case, if it's June 23, how many months after that do we see a rate cut? Now in 1974, it was nine months. 1975, 76, it was five months. 82 to 83 was 10 months. 86 to 87 was 16 months. 89 to 90 was 10 months. In 95 to 96, we had the highest, which was 17 months. In 2000 and 2001, it was six months. In 2008, it was only three months. And in 2010 to 2011, it was 12 months. The average would bring it out to 9.8 months. So if we think that the terminal rate was reached in June of 23, and it's gonna take 10 months from that point, that means on average, we should see the interest rates drop in Q1 of 2024. Now, if you've been following the channel for a while, I made a prediction in late 2022, where I thought the peak rate was gonna be achieved in sort of around December and Jan, which meant in Q3 of 2023, we should have seen those interest rate cuts. And the reason for that is because the averages show us that it should take about 10 months. Now, because we didn't reach the peak rate at that point, because inflation was stickier than normal, we've now had to kick the can down the road. But what I believe is the peak rate has been achieved and now we're playing consolidation mode. We're trying to see, can we last at this point where liquidity is being drained without breaking the system? Now, obviously when we're looking at RBA rates, we're really concerned about what are we paying towards our mortgages? So here is a graph which shows the reduction in mortgage repayments by rate cut cycle. And this effectively means that every time in that rate cutting cycle, what is the actual reduction of our mortgage repayments in that rate cutting cycle? Now, without going through all the numbers, what we've seen is the highest being 44.5% in 1990 to 93, and the lowest being 2% in 1975. But the average here is 18%. So if you think about it, you've got a loan right now where you're paying an average of $10,000 a month. We could find ourselves at the end of this rate cutting cycle where our mortgage repayments go from $10,000 a month down to about 8,000 to 8,500 a month. Now that would be a welcome relief. But could you imagine if we've seen interest rates move at the fastest pace to the highest point we've seen in a while, we could probably see it have a rubber band effect where it takes a bit more volatility in the market before we stabilize. And if we see that, then what makes sense is what's happened in the more recent history. And what we can see is from 1990 all the way through to 2020, the average there is close to about 30%. So if we see a 30% reduction, that could be an extra for you in terms of your borrowing capacity, but also greater savings, which is what would be a welcome relief at that point. Now, what I'm about to show you next is that relationship between interest rates and actually house prices. A lot of people got caught by surprise that, hey, interest rates have gone up and they've gone up quite quickly, yet we've seen national prices now higher than where they were, say, 12 months ago. But when you see this graph, you're sort of like, well, if I just looked at historical data, it would have provided greater transparency and clarity around what we should have seen with property prices. So here we go. What we can see is in the dark blue color is the cash rate. And then in the light blue color, we've got housing price growth. Now, what's important is that is price growth. So if you see that number going down, it doesn't mean that the price of property was going down. It just means the rate at which we were growing was actually falling. So for example, if we look at 2001, we're probably looking at growth of just under 2%. And by the time 2004 happened, we were seeing growth rates of about 7%. So that sort of explains how that works. And what we can see in this blue line is how the cash rate has performed. Now, what I wanna really focus on is what's happened with prices when interest rates have increased. And what we can see is in this period here from like 2001 all 
the way through to like 2007, 2008, what happened to property prices? Well, we can see that property grew every single year, except for one year being probably 2004. And that too was just a small correction. And then we saw prices go higher. So during this period, interest rates went up, yet we saw property prices actually increase. And it wasn't until we saw the peak of that interest rate before we started cutting is when we actually saw prices come down further. And that over here in 2008, 2009 was the GFC. Now, if we continue going on, we tried to increase interest rates again post GFC. And in that time as well, we still saw prices increase. We didn't actually see prices decrease until we reached a peak rate. So if we're in the peak rate now and we haven't seen prices drop, what happens when interest rates start cutting? Well, when we see interest rates cut, we can see that during the period of 2011 all the way through to 2019, prices continued growing except in 2017, 2018. And we all know what happened then. That was nothing to do with interest rates. It was actually to do with tighter lending conditions. So you may go, well, this all makes sense, but 2018, you're wrong, Ravi. Well, no, because we had an outside factor being APRA kicking in to say, well, we're going to change all these rules around what lending can look like. And that spooked the market. It also reduced a lot of people's borrowing capacity so they couldn't actually go out and purchase property. Now, if you look at right now in 2023, we've had interest rates increase, but we've seen property prices also increase. So if we have seen the terminal rate and we haven't seen the price of property drop, what makes you think we're going to see prices drop next year if interest rates cut? Well, according to history, the only way we're really going to see it is outside factors. And that could be the world economy slowing down. It could be the fact that we have another pandemic out of nowhere, or we have tighter lending conditions. Now, in my opinion, we've got people way smarter than me predicting that interest rate cuts are coming in 2024, coupled with the fact that we have tax cuts coming as well. And based on all the historical stuff we just covered off, it looks like Q1 of 2024 is most likely when things are going to start ramping up. So if you are interested in how all this stuff works with real estate, definitely subscribe to the channel. Smash that like button if you enjoy content like this and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.